Welcome to CrossFit Versus Pregnancy, the podcast for the first time or new fit mum who's looking for reassurance and guidance about training throughout their pregnancy. I'm Misha, a coach who went from competitive bodybuilder to crossfitter to expecting first-time mum all in 18 months. Having searched through what feels like the entire web for do's and don'ts, I realised that the best way I could prepare for a CrossFit baby would be to speak to those with first-hand experience and share mine week by week. From coaches to athletes, new mums to veteran parents, you can follow my CrossFit pregnancy journey as well as learn from those who have successfully lived through it. Hey everyone, it's Misha. I hope you're all doing okay. So this week, it is just me. We are at episode 10 and I thought I would jump on and do a much quicker episode than usual as I don't have any guests this week, but I still have so much to talk about. So I am now 24 weeks pregnant. I am almost a few weeks away of being into my final trimester which is just insane and just a few weeks away from being six months pregnant which when you say it like that is scary and I have a couple of apps which I'm sure lots of ladies that are pregnant um, follow as well two of which one is called flow which if you aren't pregnant you probably recognize it as a cycle tracking app but it also transfers over to pregnancy and it's really informative daily it gives you lots of trips tricks and um, tips and stories and and experiences from other women and the other one that I use religiously is pregnant the pregnancy plus app now the reason I'm talking about this is because when I clicked on this at the weekend it said you're now 24 weeks pregnant that means you only have 16 weeks to go now 16 weeks is not a lot of time and that really freaked me out. <laughs> it really freaked me out. So yeah, I'm trying not to get worried about how close it is, but embrace it instead. So today there was a few things that I really wanted to talk about. Firstly, about my training. So as I'm getting bigger and it's getting noticeable now, certainly with just day-to-day things, things like bending over to tie my shoelaces up if I drop something on the floor, those kind of things. Otherwise, I'm pretty pretty much as normal. Sleeping is becoming a little bit less comfortable, and really, it's just much more noticeable that I'm pregnant. You can see it, I can feel it, and I know that it's only going to get more noticeable and harder and less and I'm going to get less mobile. So this week I have noticed that I needed to adapt a few more things in my training. Uh, mostly it's just in relation to bending down really. Now for those of you that follow me on my Instagram I am going to be and will be and have been uploading workouts that I am doing myself that I feel comfortable with and how I'm doing my training at the moment how I'm sort of creating a training session is really truly based on how I feel but I still am doing elements of CrossFit and I'm also adding elements of traditional strength training or bodybuilding type training 
And the reason I'm doing that is for two reasons, really. One, I want to maintain a level of fitness and skill set within the CrossFit, CrossFit realm. When I get back to training post-pregnancy, I am capable. My body hasn't sort of forgotten those movements and those the, the way to execute things. Um, but mainly more in relation to fitness. And it's a style of training that I really, really like. And the broad spectrum of kit that you use and everything that encompasses CrossFit. I just really enjoy it. The other side of it is more in relation to traditional strength training, bodybuilding, whatever you want to call it. If you're in the CrossFit world, you will know it more as accessory work. Now, the reason I'm doing this is to, one, maintain an aesthetic because I think it's really important. And when when I relate to aesthetic, I not only mean the way that my body looks, but I also mean the way that my body works. So engaging certain muscles, keeping strength within joints and in muscles, and also keeping muscle tissue. So now I'm not being able to do as many of the bigger lifts, the heavier lifts. I want to make sure that my body is still strong and it's still capable when I move back into those maximal lifts post-pregnancy. So doing more bodybuilding and isolation and accessory work is allowing me to isolate those muscle groups more and therefore um, keep them strong. And I'm really enjoying the combination. So I tend to start my session with a really extensive warm up, including getting my heart rate up, getting the blood pumping, a bit of stretching. Then I will move into some kind of lifting um, section or strength section within the CrossFit world. So it sometimes uses a bar. Mostly it's, it's some kind of Olympic lifting, which I'm still capable of doing at the moment. It might be a complex. It might just be one strength element, like a back squat or something like that. I'm not working maximally. And then I will do some kind of WOD, which is a workout of the day. Um, what is known in CrossFit, which will in some capacity elevate my heart rate, test a skill set. So these are the kind of things that I'm going to be sharing on my social media. Like I say, they suit me. They are working for me right now, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they will work for you. And I'm sure so many of you that are listening to this may feel more capable, less capable, um, less um, mobile. You know, there's so many aspects that make you an individual and that's something that I'm getting to in a moment about training and then I'll move on once I've kind of worn myself out a little bit I'll move on a little bit more my body is fully mobile fully warm I will move on to more accessory isolation work where I'll do two to two to three supersets maximum of two exercises at a time working on a split of either an upper body movement or a lower body movement Um, And I'm really enjoying the results that this is giving me, the feeling that it's giving me. Um, I'm feeling really strong. I'm still feeling really fit. I'm still feeling really mobile, um, apart from the bending over. So if you want some inspiration of how to kind of continue to stay fit or maybe start to get a little bit fitter during pregnancy, I will be posting more of these maybe once a week. You will be able to regress some of the moves as well or adapt some of the moves if they aren't working or they're not right or they're not you're not capable of achieving those movements so um please go and check that out and give me any feedback or if there is anything in particular that you would like me to direct you on then let me know get in touch and I'd be more than happy to put something together at the moment it's just targeted around the movements the exercises the kind of work that I want to do for myself
this is really truly leading on to my point that training is different for everybody whether you are pregnant or whether you are not everybody has different goals everybody has different capabilities everybody has different genetics and when we move into pregnancy this general rule of thumb of staying active and those guidelines that we get given or get directed on are so vague that we still can't really relate that to ourselves and something that I've heard from the very very moment that I shared that I was pregnant and I was seeking some advice from professionals and healthcare professionals about what I need to do, how I need to adapt my training, how I need to change things, how I need to approach things differently. The main thing that I have heard is listen to your body. Now, this week I listened to an amazing podcast called The Practice Brave Podcast by Brianna Battles. For those of you that are not pregnant and are keen members of the CrossFit community, I would still highly recommend that you listen to this. In fact, whether you know CrossFit or you don't, I found it fascinating. I found it really, really helpful because Brianna has interviewed the incredible, just superhuman Annie Thorostotter, who is a 10 times CrossFit Games athlete who most recently had a little girl about two years ago. And the interview covered so many aspects of training throughout her pregnancy, her birth, post-pregnancy rehabilitation. There was so much detail and so much honesty. It was so raw and it was genuinely so wonderful to hear a professional athlete like Annie talk so openly and honestly about her personal experiences. But there were also some really nice anecdotes in there. And the reason I'm linking this to the quote or the suggestion that you need to listen to your body is there was a section in this podcast that I just wanted to play it back to you and just tell you my thoughts on it. So if you want to go and listen to the whole thing, I truly would recommend it. It's it's a fairly long podcast. It's just under an hour and a half, but it's so in-depth. And um, if you have interest in CrossFit, if you have a fascination with Annie Thorostotter, like any CrossFit athlete, woman um, does, and you're fascinated by her capabilities, or you are a pregnant woman, whether you know CrossFit or you not, or you don't, it is truly so fascinating to hear her talk about her experiences. So this first one relates heavily to that suggestion that we need to listen to our body. So here is Annie. Uh, that was actually what bothered me a lot was getting enough information and material on how to train while you're pregnant. And my doctor is an, um, a nurse like that sees women when they're pregnant. They were like, well, you're allowed to just train how you normally do. So just continue doing what you normally do. And I'm like, I know that's not right. Because like, obviously, it doesn't make sense for me to train the same as I used to do. Because I'm used to when things get really, really hard. And I feel like I cannot breathe. That's where I go like, all right, 
this is where the money's at. Like now right. everyone else is going to give up and I'm not going to give up because this is where I'm actually getting better. It's like, while you're pregnant, you're not trying to get fitter or better or stronger, but you're trying to maintain more. And so I did, I did a lot of reading myself on research and material and my coach did as well. And it's also kind of frustrating that so much of it was like, you need to listen to your own body and feel what's right. And I'm like, stop it because I can tell my body to shut up and just go. Okay, so let's just unpick a few of those things that Annie has said. Firstly, how difficult it was to access information about how to train appropriately when you're pregnant. And the main crux of the advice was do what you continue to do. As someone who is obviously not a professional crossfitter, but I'm a competitive athlete when I'm not pregnant, when I heard that for the first time, I have to truly relate to Annie's mindset in that, well, if I was to do what I was to normally do, I would be pushing my body into some pretty dark places and I'm pretty confident that that isn't the right thing for me to do. So I really related to this when I heard her say it. I was kind of going, yes, it's really frustrating hearing that. And so finding this specific advice felt so important for me to continue to train so that I didn't outstep boundaries. Now, she does then continue to talk about how she managed to then sort of switch on to listening her bo- to her body a lot more. And when something felt strange or when something felt like it shouldn't or something felt abnormal to what it normally feels like, she wouldn't do it anymore. And she regressed very quickly in a lot of skills with within CrossFit. And as have I, what this says to me is even someone who has an absolutely insane capability when it comes to fitness, strength, you know, all round athleticism, will still listen to her body and truly switch on to what's going on as to not push herself to that extreme. But the concept of trying to make that switch from a professional athlete or a competitive athlete's mindset of, I am capable of suppressing those feelings of hardship, of challenge, and just going forward with that and recognising that actually now is not the time to do that. You're not trying to improve. You're not trying to get fitter. You're not trying to get stronger. Just like Annie said, it's a time of maintenance. But kind of getting to that place is something that takes a bit of time and a bit of patience and you can have to overcome quite a lot of frustration and I know that's something that I have personally really had to deal with certainly in my first trimester when I started I when I felt like I needed to start adapting some of the movements or removing some of the skill elements and being in the right environment is so 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 important to that you know making sure that you are surrounded by people that one, support your choices and don't judge you for those choices. So I think that what we need to pull from Annie's experience is absolutely we can all push ourselves and challenge ourselves, but it has to be in a completely different way um, than perhaps if we have that competitive or professional athlete's mindset. Something that really frustrated me when I first started doing some research around training in pregnancy, I strive to find professional athletes that 
had talked about their experiences or talked about where they had gone to for resources around what to do when training in pregnancy. And one of the first places that came to my mind was the GB team, because, you know, let's just say half, I can't give you exact numbers, but let's just say half of the GB team that surrounds competing as a GB athlete about half of those people are women. So surely they are going to have some kind of guidelines, some kind of documents, some kind of, ultimately some kind of guidance for these women about how to transition from their competitive training schedule to a maintenance or, you know, something, something to help these women transition into uh, adapting for pregnancy. And there was nothing And then I've listened to several podcasts and a few of them have had guests of Olympians or, you know, professional athletes in in other sports. And the consistent consensus is that there is no real one place to go to or a coach or a guideline that we think, ah, I know where the resource is. Let me go to that. And Unless you are someone who is completely passionate or it's your job, for example, professional athlete or me, a coach, to want to find that information, uh, which is out there, you can find it, but it takes some finding. You have to truly research it. The general information that is so accessible is so vague so unspecific and really unhelpful if you are capable of pushing yourself in a gym environment, in a sporting environment, not just an average person who perhaps doesn't do any specific exercise and just does walking as their exercise. Nothing against that at all. But I'm talking people that are capable of pushing their bodies to extremes in whatever capacity there needs to be more guidance around that. And if a professional athlete struggles, then it's no wonder that the general public struggles. So something else that Annie goes on to talk about, which I found, again, it just, one, unfortunately, it didn't surprise me. And two, it really upset me, not only to hear yet another woman go through this, but in the same exact context as before, when we were speaking about trolling, about women training in their pregnancy. So let me just play the clip of Annie talking about this. And it's funny because I was worried about sharing too much because I remember when I was sharing my training, when I was training, uh, when I was pregnant, um, it was a women supported it a lot, but and most men, but the only judgmental comments I got was from men. And the ones that got to me the most was where they were saying that I was harming my baby. And I'm like, I would never do anything to harm my unborn baby. Like never. I am thinking more about my diet and my fueling. I'm a professional athlete. And I'm thinking more about that while I'm pregnant and breastfeeding than I've ever done in my life because I know this is what's going into my baby. Like, so those comments were actually like quite rough because they hit hard when they say that you're harming something that you care so much about. 
So you may remember that way back when I discussed an article that I found online about a trainer in America who shared her journey on social media of her training while she was pregnant and the trolling that she got for such a thing. And the majority of the people that were giving such negative comments towards what she was doing were men. So to hear Annie Thorostotter, 10 times CrossFit Games athlete, professional athlete, this is what she does for a living, being told the same thing, majoritively by men, just makes me so angry. And again, just reinforces that there is so much, a huge lack of education around the importance of exercise in pregnancy, whatever that looks like for you. And it really reminded me actually of a few times in my journey so far about the questions or the doubt or the judgment that I have had. And on reflection, the majority of that has come from men. What does that tell us about the imbalance of education around pregnancy? Whether a man has chosen to or not have a child, I still think it's the right thing to educate yourself, or maybe not even yourself, to educate men, to educate boys, to educate everybody about what it means to be pregnant. Because it's such a fundamental part of human existence, reproduction, that understanding it, just like fueling yourself to survive, to eat, should be a fundamental part of education. Surely a part of that education should be around pregnancy and what is important to create and grow a healthy person. But again, it just really reinforces the lack of education and complete ignorance about something that people don't have to live through. And this is so relevant to so much more than just pregnancy. It can be relevant to menopause or anything like that. But I am trying to educate and reassure women, but also when, you know, you ladies out there that are choosing to train throughout pregnancy and are learning about the unbelievable, undeniable positives about training throughout pregnancy for both you and baby, please share your wisdom with the men in your lives, with your children, so that they too can understand the the positives, the benefits, as to not be questioned, so that they don't question other women and make them feel judged or belittled for doing something that they are informed about. So my final clip from the amazing Annie in this podcast is in relation to the pelvic floor. And when you listen to the podcast, you will gain an understanding of quite the trauma that she went through around her birth and the extensive rehabilitation process that she had to go through in order to get herself back to capacity, in which she did in such an unbelievable amount of time, by the way. It was less than a year between her giving birth and her placing second, was it third, at the CrossFit Games. Just undeniably, just phenomenal. But she talks in detail about 
the length of time that it took her to get back to daily simple tasks even things like walking downhill for a long time were a struggle for her because of the trauma that her pelvic floor went through so the final clip is in relation to her pelvic floor and how she looked at it it's made it a lot easier for me now sorry i jump a little bit front and back but like what made this easier for me the recovery was so difficult because it was so foreign Yes. But when I started to try to look at this as a muscle, because the pelvic floor is a muscle, the abdominals, these are muscles, and they just went through an injury. Yes. I had a pelvic floor injury in my muscle. It was a sprain. It was a tear. And when I started thinking about it as an injury, I know how to work with that. Yes. I know how to work with injury. Well said, Annie. I think that that's a really, really sensible way of an athlete looking at that rehabilitation process after a pregnancy. Now, I am not near this section of my journey yet, but I am already truly investing in my rehabilitation process already. And the reason I wanted to bring this up today about thinking about your body as needing to recover from an injury, because ultimately birth is one of the most unbelievable and physically challenging things that a woman's body will ever go through you need to recover from that so as an athlete looking at it as an injury is a really great way to remind yourself that this is a process it's not just something that is going to click back into place like we all think is possible when we see celebrities just look mad and fantastic weeks after their birth so I have literally this weekend just gone invested my time and my money in going to see a women's health physiotherapist. I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast and yes it is super early in my pregnancy to see such such a professional however my mindset in pregnancy is I want to stay strong and allow my baby to grow and get all the nutrients and ultimately be as healthy as possible when it's born. I also want to be strong and capable when it comes to birth and I want to be able to ultimately then bounce back to performance-based sport as quickly as I can. So for me, investing in this now at this early stage has allowed me to, one, reassure that I am not overstepping any boundaries, that I am doing all the kind of basic core work that I need to be doing to maximise the strength that I need to get through birth and then rehabilitate post-birth. So I had a really amazing experience with this women's health physiotherapist called Layla. And I wanted to mention it today without going into too much detail because Layla is going to be coming on one of the one of the episodes in a few weeks' time to discuss all the things that she experiences, women going through in their pregnancies and then have to deal with consequently post-birth and how we can hopefully manage those things much, much more effectively so that we don't have as much work to do post-birth. So I really look forward to sharing that with you guys. Finally, before I leave you today, 
I just wanted to share a few correspondence that I have had from some of the wonderful listeners out there and wanted to remind you that I love, would love to hear from you guys, love hearing from you guys, not just about the podcast, but, you know, sharing your own experiences, whether you'll be pregnant now or you've been pregnant before or you're fearful of being pregnant because you're worrying about how you will adapt your training and your body and all of those things. So please get in touch. You can do that via my email, info at mishapt.com, or of course, you can just contact me on socials. I will put all the details of which in the episode notes. So here are just a few messages from some wonderful people that I that have listened to the podcast, and I just wanted to share. Genuinely means so much, these messages to get from you guys. So Natasha said, hey, my mother-in-law just showed me your page as she and you have a mutual friend. So nice to see people stepping up to guide pregnant women in CrossFit. I programmed for CrossFit athletes and had multiple pregnant women come my way for guidance saying they just don't know where to start. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. So Natasha, I would love for you to get back in touch. Hopefully you have had a listen now. Thank you so much. It really means a lot, especially coming from women who are involved in the CrossFit world to feel like this is a step in the right direction. So thank you for getting in touch, Natasha. Farah got in touch. Hey Misha, I recently found your CrossFit versus Pregnancy podcast on Audible and I just want to say thank you so much for making this. I'm 15 weeks today with my baby girl, so I've been able to follow along with the podcast you've posted and they have made me feel so validated in my CrossFit journey while pregnant. There really isn't anything like this out there, so I'm so thankful that you are being so open and honest with your journey and I'm excited to keep following along. Now that alone just honestly it kind of gets me emotional women like farah you guys out there you're the reason that i'm doing this podcast yes i'm doing it for selfish reasons too of course because i want to educate myself for the best possible journey whilst pregnant post-pregnancy but to hear that from a woman who is also going through it is just honestly makes this whole thing so worthwhile so thank you farah and i hope that your pregnancy is going so beautifully Next, I had Laura. Hi, Misha. I just wanted to say your podcast is so helpful to me. Honestly, it's a breath of fresh air. I'm seven weeks pregnant and I'm a competitive netballer and crossfitter. And it's so important for my own mental health for me to continue to train throughout my pregnancy. And listening to your podcast and hearing about your training is really reassuring. So I just wanted to say thank you. And I hope your training and pregnancy are going well. Laura, thank you. That's so kind. And all of you that have messaged me, I have messaged you back. But going forward keep in touch let me know how you're getting on with your pregnancies and um truly such a pleasure to hear from you all and to know that you are in the same boat and you're truly trying to join this movement of training in pregnancy and the importance of it so thank you so the final one was from jenna and jenna just sent me a really brief message and she said i'm 23 weeks pregnant and suffering with spd which is symphysis pubis dysfunction Walking hurts me. I really wanted to be fit in pregnancy too. I got back to Jenna and I gave her some direction and some advice. But ultimately, the reason I wanted to share what Jenna said is these things are so important for us to discuss as well. This kind of pain, your pelvic pain, these pelvic problems that we can encounter in pregnancy are things that can be incredibly debilitating and do mean potentially we have to take a step back or completely adapt our training. And these are the kind of questions that I truly want to ask 
this amazing women women's health physiotherapist Layla from Physio Advantage so please get in touch with me if you have any questions for Layla and we will get them answered on the podcast so that's all for today guys thank you so much for tuning in I hope that you've enjoyed my little review of another podcast also just me on my own no one to talk to I hope it's been okay please do get in touch whether it's on my email or on the socials all the information is in the episode notes but for now signing off at 24 weeks I will be back super soon thanks again take care guys bye Bye.